Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 20th, 2022. Man, we're almost halfway through the year already. We spent the first five months of the year studying the miracles of Jesus, and I culminated that series, a five-month-long series, with what I believe is the mother of all miracles. It was the miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead. And so now I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and I'm starting this series on what I believe is the mother of all parables. It is the parable of the sower. So we're taking our time with the parable of the sower. This is part 15. So we're three weeks into it already. If you've missed any of this, you can go back and watch it. Go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina or wherever you get your podcast, just type Rick Pina, sign up for the, for the Rick Pina podcast. All of this, I have thousands of videos online and they're available to you for free. I want you to grow and develop and to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. I just released a new book. If you don't have the new book, check it out. It's called Grace-Based Success, volume one. It's a devotional and it's already blessing. I'm getting testimonies. It's blessing a lot of people. If you don't have that, go to rickpina.co. All right, so the title of today's message is Whatever You Feed More Will Grow. Put that in the chat. Whatever I feed more will grow. In this parable, we're learning that in our heart, the word of God is growing, but in our heart, weeds are growing too. And whatever we feed more, that's what's going to grow. Say this, say it out loud. I feed myself on the word of God. Let's get ready to receive the word. So before we get into the word at the actual parable, I want us to take a look at Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a scripture that the Lord gave our church, Victory Christian Ministries International, and I've been meditating on it all year. So this is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory if you lost something along the way. And I know that 2022 was difficult and going all the way back to the pandemic, people lost something along the way. This is a season for us to get it back. You're going to get your joy back, your, your passion back, your fervor back, your zeal back. Lord, do it again. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the, in the chat, no dry areas for me. So we've been looking at the mother of all parables, the parable of the sower. Jesus taught this parable. And then he said, listen, not everybody's going to understand this stuff because I teach in parables. These are natural stories with supernatural meanings. He that has an ear, let him hear. When everybody was gone, the disciples said, well, we don't understand it. Can you explain it to us? Jesus said, okay, let me break it down for you. The farmer is, is God and he takes the seed, what, that's the word, and he sows it into soil and that's the people. And sometimes the seed falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. They don't understand it. So they're susceptible to Satan. As a result, Satan comes immediately, say immediately, immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted on the rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching. Oh, you know those people, right? They quickly and gladly accept it. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. You better preach. Yeah, those people. They do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives, though. So they're putting on this show, this facade, 
but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word, these people, they're quick to give up. Other people are like, see, that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the teaching. This is where I'm at right now. They hear the teaching, but their lives have become full of other things. They got too much stuff going on. That's not God. What, what's going on? Well, the cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. And so now what's happening? Those things are growing up in their heart like weeds. The word is trying to grow. The cares of this world, the love of money, selfish desires are growing. They have competing priorities and these weeds grow and choke out the word and the word doesn't produce. And so lastly, some people are like good ground. Say, I am good ground, right? Some people are like good ground. What happens with these people? Well, they hear the word of God and they allow the word of God to do what it does. They give it the time and space that it needs. They give it the priority. They make it the foundation for their life. They meditate, medicate on it day and night. They allow it to go deep into their lives. They don't have competing priorities. They're not putting stuff above the word of God. They just let the word of God produce and it works. And then it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes a hundred times more. Now, what I like about this is that in every one of those scenarios, you have the same sower, the same seed, four different types of soil, and four different types of results. Actually, on the last one, there's like three different different types of results in the good ground. So the sower is going out of his way to sow the seed in, into the soil. Why? Because the sower is looking for results. So in other words, say this, God is looking for results from me. God sent me, God sent you to this planet when he did and where he did because of why he did. And so what he is doing is he is actually, he sent us here with an assignment. Say, I have an assignment. And now what he's doing is he's actually preparing us for what he already prepared for us. So God is working in us and with us and through us, for us, by us, so that he can use us for whatever the intent is that he sent us to this planet to accomplish. And so when he looks at us, he's looking for a harvest in and from our lives. So say this, say, my life is fruitful my life produces a harvest. My life is supposed to produce a harvest. The problem with the, the rocky ground people, I mean the, the thorny ground, is that while the word is trying to grow, there are weeds that are growing in their heart and the weeds are choking out the seed. And the problem with these people is that we all have maybe a little bit of weeds, but they're feeding the weeds more than they're feeding the seeds. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Whatever you feed more will grow. All right. So what does this mean for you today? I set all that up so that I can give you the points now. I have 10 things to share with you this morning. As I go through these 10 thoughts, I'm reinforcing the fact this is not rocket science. You have every one of us is susceptible to the cares of this world, the love of money and selfish desires. But every one of us is born again. We have access to the word. And so now the word is trying to work in our heart and these other things are working. Whichever one we feed more will grow. 10 things. Number one, here we go. God actively pursues you to sow his word down in your heart. Why is that? Because when he's looking at you, he's looking for the harvest that he destined from your life. So the problem is that if you give more attention to the cares of this world, the love of money and selfish desires, you're going to end up feeding the weeds instead of feeding the word, not because of God, but because of you. And so you get to choose what you give your attention to. So for example, I'm going to use me as an example. I recently transitioned from worldwide technology, 
where the Lord assigned me to this business. And I had a great time. I was there for eight years and the Lord really blessed me richly. And I really, I mean, it was, it was the will of God for me to be there during that season. And I enjoyed it so much. And now the Lord has transitioned me to my wife's company and it's a small business and we're here to grow it. Right? So watch this. Anybody, or let me say it this way. All of us have to feed the right side, have to feed the right thing. Now that I'm with my wife in this small business and we're going to grow it and we're going to, you know, we're going to do what God has called us to do. You know what the devil does? He comes with the cares of this world, right? He's like, oh, what if this thing doesn't work out? Well, what if, you know, now you got all your eggs in one basket. Now you and Isabella are both in the same place. What if this, what if that? And so as a believer, this have everybody, I'm sharing this with you because everyone is susceptible. Everyone has to deal with these thoughts. Everyone has to know what thoughts to receive and which thoughts to reject. So as a believer, I know what God said about inspired solutions. So I get to choose which one I'm going to meditate on. Am I going to allow the thoughts and the cares of this world to consume me and meditate and medicate on that? Or am I going to remind myself of what God said about inspired solutions and I meditate and I medicate on that? Whichever one you feed is going to grow. This is not rocket science. I'm not telling you something. This is not even hard to understand. Whichever one you feed is going to grow. Other people have selfish desires. Other people have the love of money as a driving force in their life. Whichever one you feed is going to grow. And if you feed the cares of this world, if you feed the love of money, if you feed selfish desires, then that's going to choke out the word and the word is not going to work. But if you feed the word of God, wait a minute, what did God say? What is God's promise over our life? Let me meditate and medicate on that. Whichever one you feed is going to grow. Say amen to that. Number two, by prioritizing the cares of this world and the love of money and selfish desires over the word of God, you may inadvertently work against God's plans for your life. Now, some do this on purpose and some people don't even realize what they're doing. Let me make sure I explain this point. So some people, some people flat out do this on purpose. They just say, look, my life is about me. Uh, Brother Pena, I know that you want to talk to me about that God stuff. And I was raised in church, but right now I just want to do my own thing. My parents called me and my mama told me that she was praying for me and my dad got a dream about me and I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah, I know. But right now I just want to do my own thing. So some people at least know flat out that God wants me to do this. I've decided I'm doing that. Like some people just reject God flat out. Go ahead with your bad self. When you get tired, when you get frustrated, God will still be waiting on you because God's grace and mercy are new every morning. Okay. But other people don't do it on purpose. Other people actually love God. They come to church every Sunday. They go to Bible study every Tuesday or Wednesday night. And these people, they don't even realize that they are making these micro decisions on a daily basis that are in their lives. They're prioritizing the cares of this world, the love of money and selfish desires over the word. And they don't even realize that they are hindering the word of God from working because they are constantly making decisions that are fear-based instead of faith-based. Say this, put this in the chat. I live faith-based and not fear-based. There are people that love God, that go to church every Sunday that are driven by fear. There are people that love God, that go to church every Sunday, and they're consumed with the cares of this world, or money is driving them, or they just have selfish desires. And God is trying to get them to do something else, and they keep putting their self over God. As a believer, we have to die to self. 
You got it? Number three, you have the power to choose where you direct your attention. I was talking to somebody not too long ago and they were like consumed, you know, like, oh, you know, woe is me, the sky is falling. And I'm like, stop, dude, you have the power to choose what you think about. Why, why would you sit there and meditate and medicate on, on bad thoughts? And why would you keep good records of bad things, right? There's a person that I know, it's very difficult for me to have a relationship with this person because every time I try, the person just keeps bringing up the past and, and like, what about this? What about, I, I, I don't even remember that stuff. I don't keep good records of bad things. You get to choose, put that in the chat. Don't keep good records of bad things. You get to choose what you give your attention to. You get to choose what you meditate on. Je just as Jesus compared the cares of this world to weeds and the word of God to seed, whichever one you feed is going to grow. Like you can either feed the weeds or you can feed the seed. Put this in the chat. I will feed the seed. You have to give more attention to the things of God than the things of this world. During COVID, oh my God, it was so difficult to talk to some people. They were just consumed. Dr. Fauci said this. Oh, now, you know, CNN said that. What about that? And I'm like, dude, I mean, I got it. I know that the pandemic is a big thing. And I know, I know like we got to stand in the seat, but I'm not going to meditate on that stuff. I got stuff to do. Like, I mean, I have a life. I'm not going to sit here and be glued to the television. I mean, like you can't live that way as a believer. You, you either are going to feed the weeds or you're going to feed the seed. Say, I feed the seed. Number four, through consistent meditation and application of the word of God, you align yourself with God's purposes. Say this, I make a human alignment with my divine assignment. How do I do that? By making decisions that are going to line up with what God wants me to do. And I'm placing God's will above my own. I'm yielding to God. I'm not being selfish. I'm not prioritizing self. I'm not self-righteous. I'm not, I, I, I'm not pulling myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm not a self-made man. I'm not a self-made woman. My life is all about God. So now I align myself with the grace of God. And you will be amazed that when you get in alignment, the grace of God is already there. The grace of God is already flowing. You don't have to make it blessed. It's already blessed. The plans of God are already blessed. What you and I have to do is get an alignment with the plans of God. When you and, when you and I make an alignment with our human uh, or divine assignment, then now watch this. The grace of God is already flowing, and then God will speak through our vocal cords, think through our mind, and operate through our limbs. Number five, make a firm decision today, like right now. Say, I decide right now. Make a firm decision today to immerse yourself in the word of God, to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. I'm about to, I have to go to Maryland today. So I have like a two hour drive up and a two hour drive back. In the car, I'm, I normally, I start off normally listening to worship. So I put in worship and I just like to spend some time worshiping, you know, and, and I just want to meditate because in worship, I'm meditating and medicating on God's goodness. And then I normally go, I do my phone calls and then I do some audiobooks. And the audiobooks is all going to build me up and not tear me down. Why, what am I doing? I'm feeding myself. Listen, you got to feed your faith and starve your doubts. There are some people that they don't read, they're doing it to themselves. They're, they're saying things, they're saying the wrong things, they're watching the wrong stuff, they're feeding themselves on the wrong things, and they're killing, they are feeding their fears instead of feeding their faith. And whatever you feed the most is going to grow. It, do you want a harvest that is fear-based? 
or do you want a harvest that is faith-based? This is not rocket science. Like I said, this is very simple. You get to choose what you give your attention to. Number six, your focus determines your reality. Say that. My focus determines my reality. So if you feed your mind on the cares of this world, the worries of this life, you will experience a life full of fear and anxiety. I remember there was a school shooting not too long ago. Uh, and uh, terrible, these things, terrible things happen. You know, it was a school shooting. I'm not saying that the school shooting is not terrible. It is terrible. And somebody called me and said, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's a school shooting. Oh my God, I don't know. I can't send my daughter to school tomorrow. Oh, because there's a school shooting. I don't know. And I don't even know. I got to hold on to my, I don't even want her to go outside. And I said, you know what I'm going to do with Ethan tomorrow? They said, what? I said, Ethan's going to get on his bike and he's going to ride over to his school and he's going to have fun and he's going to come home. I'm not going to sit here. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize school shootings. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and meditate and medicate on school shootings and then allow the devil to cause me to die a thousand deaths. Oh my God, what if Ethan is, the, this happens to Ethan and that happens to Ethan and this happens to Ethan and that. Listen, that if I give the, if I give my attention over to the devil, man, he will have a party in my mind. And then, uh, and then what happens to me? Fear, doubt, unbelief, anxiety. You know, here I'm pulling my hair out. And if you keep doing that, you're dying a thousand deaths in your mind. And then you're wondering why the word of God doesn't work. Well, the word of God can't work because of all of this stuff is growing and choking out the word of God. And so when you're meditating and medicating on God's word, now what are you inviting? I'm inviting faith and peace and breakthrough and love and grace. I'm not inviting fear, doubt, and unbelief. You got it? Number seven, don't allow the temporary cares of this world to overshadow the eternal promises of God. You know, whatever you're facing right now, you, even if you think it's a big thing, whatever you're facing right now, you're like, Brother Pena, you don't understand. This is like, this is the biggest thing I've ever faced. Okay, cool. 10 years from now, when you look back, it's going to seem like a blip on the radar. But right now, it's the biggest thing to you in the world. So what, what, what's happening is this is actually a temporary problem. And you are allowing it to overshadow God's eternal promises. And so what you want to do is focus on God's eternal promises. You have to give your attention. You're giving your attention to the wrong thing. And so you want to give your attention. You're giving your attention to passing concerns. You're giving your attention to things that won't even matter 10 years from now. You got to give your attention to the things. You're magnifying the problem instead of magnifying God's promises. If you're going to magnify anything, magnify God. This is why worship is so important. When you worship, you magnify God. You can't worship and worry at the same time. Can't do it. And so, so, so yeah, think about God. Magnify him and make him big. Say, say this. Say, I make God big in my life. Number eight, just as a farmer tends to crops, you got to tend to the garden in your heart and in your mind. So this parable is all about this farmer and the seed and a harvest. And so a farmer is going out and he's checking he's pulling out weeds. He's tending to the fields. So in this parable, the word of God is sown into the soil of your heart. So you have to tend to your field, which is your heart. How do you do that? You weed out negative thoughts. You weed out worry. You weed out distractions. You're weeding it out so that the word of God can grow. And so when the negative thoughts come, because they will come, not, none of us are exempt. 
None of us are, are exonerated from negative thoughts. The negative thoughts are going to come. What if this happens? What if that happens? Listen, you got to say the devil is alive. Jesus is the Messiah. I'm, I choose to meditate on what God said. It may, it may be challenging. It may get worse before it gets better. But everything that God said over me is going to come to pass. And I choose to give my attention to that. Whatever you feed more is going to grow. Number nine, the cares of this world may try to capture your attention, but you have the power. Say, I have the power to redirect my focus. You have the power. So the cares of this world are going to try to get your attention, but you have the power to redirect your focus. You have the power. I get to choose what I'm going to think about all day. I get to choose. And so what you need is discipline. So, so watch this. When you have the discipline to do a few things, here's the, the discipline you need. The discipline to meditate and medicate on God's word. The discipline to pray without ceasing, meaning I'm praying all the time. All right? I'm praying all the time. I may not pray for a long period of time, but I'm praying all the time. Right? Like I, I like, uh, I, I believe it was Jesse Duplantis that said, uh, uh, or yeah, Jesse Duplantis or Jerry Savelle. I may not pray for, for, for 10 minutes, but I don't go 10 minutes without praying. Right? I mean, just I'm praying all throughout the day. So I'm meditating on the word all day long. I'm praying without ceasing all day long. And I'm living with an attitude of worship all day long. I get an email. Lord, I thank you. Oh, glory to God. Lord, thank you. Father, I was waiting on that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Just, you don't need to be at church. Just take a praise break. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you live with an attitude, I'm meditating on God, God's word. I'm meditating on what God said. I'm praying all the time. Father, before I hit send, Isabella and I, before we submit a proposal, hold on. Father, we lift this up to you. We ask you to shine on it. We ask you to breathe on it. We ask you, Father, that this will be received favorable. Let's hit send. Boom. I, I, all the time praying. I mean, we ain't waiting till a certain time of the day. No, all the time worship, all the time praying, all the time meditating and medicating on God's word. If you do that, then you're not giving the, the weeds anything to grow. Like you're not feeding the weeds at all. Say this, say, I feed the word and I starve the weeds. Lastly, number 10 and the last point for today, so I'll let you go. Remember that the cares of this world are temporary, but God's word is eternal. So choose to invest your time and your energy into something that really matters. Feeding your faith, cultivating a mindset of victory. Say this, say, I have a mindset of victory. I am success, going somewhere to succeed. I, I, thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory. Father, I thank you that you have given me the victory, that I walk in victory in every area in every aspect of my life. Hands, I prophesy to you, you are blessed hands. I am like Psalms 1, the blessed man. I, I walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor do I stand in the way of sinners, nor do I sit in the seat of the scornful. But my delight, Father, is in you and in your word. I meditate on your word day and night. As a result, I'm like a tree, not just any tree, but a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. Come on now. I have a constant supply of what I need to grow. I'm meditating and medicating on that word day and night. What happens? My leaves will, will not wither. And whatsoever I do prospers. Everything I put my hands to do prospers. I'm living my life with a victory mindset. I'm entering into every Every day, every meeting, every conversation, all the activity that I engage in on a daily basis, I expect to win. I expect to come out on top. I expect the results to be favorable. I, I expect things to work out for my good because I'm walking with God and God is walking with me. If something doesn't work out and, and when things go bad and, and, and things don't, don't come out the way that I expected them to come out, it, despite all of that, 
I will still give God praise. In all things, I give God, I mean, even if I can't give God praise for it, I will give God praise in it. Paul said, for, for in all things, give God praise for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So when you live with this mindset, you're meditating and medicating on the word of God, you are feeding the word and whatever you feed the most is going to grow. You got it? This might be a message you need to listen to again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Words of faith from a believing heart. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I choose to nurture the seed of your word in my heart. And I reject the weeds of worldly desires, the love of money, and, and everything else uh, I may want. My focus determines my reality. So I give my attention to your word and to your promises, inviting faith, peace, and supernatural breakthroughs. I prioritize your word above temporary concerns and above everything else. I tend to the garden in my heart and mind. I weed out negativity and I nurture your seed through meditation, confessions, and application. I intentionally meditate and medicate on your word day and night. Your word is the foundation for my thoughts, my words, and my actions. So since I give your word the desires that you desire, I feed your word in my heart and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org. Why not sign up? Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Um, in this series, because we're talking about meditating and medicating on God's word, if you don't have my affirmations books, you can get them. There's a, a book called 150 Affirmations for Men, 150 Affirmations for Women. Get those books. Um, and also the new book, of course, Grace Based Success. So listen, I love you. God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, 
Thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.